Hi, Joe Batanz. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to every single person listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. And this week we're back to our normal thing. What game are we playing so- today? <laughs> Last week, um, Joey, I was thinking, by the way, what if somebody found us for the first time last week and they just imagine that we play games each week because that's what we promised? Well, they're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> um, so last week for April Fool's, Joe thought it would be great if we uh, took a page out of the Game Night Guys playbook and played a game. We used their structure, their music, their script. Everything, really. Yeah. And we never acknowledged it was a joke. Really. Yeah, and I thought it'd be cool because, for those of you who don't, don't know, Game Night Guys was a podcast, and Mike started out on that podcast. That's where I first learned about podcasting was through Game Night Guys because my friend Mike was on this thing called a podcast. Yeah. So I thought it'd be like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. It'll harken back to Mike's origin stories. Yeah, back when I lived in Phoenix, I did this uh, podcast with my buddy Brian Gregory, and uh, after I left Phoenix, he continued to do it with uh, a guy named Curtis Hill. And they actually just, in the last couple of months, um, closed it down and decided to stop doing it. So um, it was fun to kind of bring it back. I had fun. Yeah, I had a good time too, even though you cheated. So um, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, just over here being a nice winner instead of a sore loser. And, um, I did actually, I had one story. My, um, as you know, my nephew moved to, uh, Portland, uh, I didn't know that. You really didn't know that? No. Um, I guess we don't talk about him much on here, but he, he moved to Portland about a year ago, uh, maybe a little bit more. So he let me know the other day that he'd be driving down to LA, um, cause he was going to be visiting his paternal grandparents. So he said, Hey, I'm going to drive through San Francisco. Why don't I stop and see you and you can meet my girlfriend or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on Monday before work, so not, uh, this is kind of confusing over a week ago, right? Uh, it was Monday and he, text me and he was like hey we actually slept at an airbnb and we're gonna i i only have a small window could you do like coffee before work or something right so uh i met up with him and talked to him and he was like yeah we stayed at an airbnb not too far from your house it was the guy was staying there he just like rents out one of his rooms for like 40 bucks okay and i was like you're ridiculous because i have this huge house there's couches there's you know, a guest room. There's like all this space here. And especially if you're just going to sleep and shower, why don't mm-hmm. you just stay at my house next time? Like mm-hmm. you're ridiculous, right? Um, so he leaves. That was that. They go to LA and my life goes on. And uh, I had this big event for work this past weekend. Um, and I basically worked all weekend, but like really busy work. Um, we were basically hosting a bunch of these diabetes advocates in town. It was really busy. And I'm not like saying that to complain, but like my f- for Friday night, for example, we had happy hour till like 10. And then I had to be ready to set up the event the next day at like 6 a.m. And um, I wasn't staying at the hotel since it was local. So I also had to commute home and commute back. You know what I mean? Like it was just 
a lot. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you get kind of a, a feel for what I'm I'm dealing with. Painting the picture. Uh, yeah. And then, Joey, after our long-ass day on Saturday, I'm, like, getting ready to go to a late dinner so that I can stay up late with everybody and then wake up super early the next morning again. Um, right as we're about to go to dinner, my nephew calls, and he was like, hey, uh, remember you said your couch anytime? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, I really did just a couple days ago say, like, anytime. So it's weird to kind of say no. Um, so I told him what I was dealing with. I was like, I might be home late and I also have to get up super early. So you're totally welcome to crash on my couch. Um, but I'm not going to see much of you or be able to host you much. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, him and his girlfriend then are, he tells me they're going to go hang out at a local bar near my house. And when I got home, text them and they would show up and go to sleep. Right. Mm hmm. Um, so I, on my way home, I'm about five minutes out and I'm exhausted. It's like 11 o'clock at night and I have to get up and out the door by 6am the next day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like ready to go to bed. I don't even want to like have to put on new sheet. Like I don't want to have to do anything. Um, but I text and I was like, Hey guys, I'm about five minutes out and I don't hear anything back. Um, I'm texting with Steve. I get home, I pull, you know, uh, linen for them i pulled like bath towels i'm getting all that ready and then i still haven't heard from them joey it's approaching midnight now nothing i haven't even heard from them okay at what point do you start thinking they're dead um i wasn't thinking dead i was thinking like having too much fun to pay attention to the phone you know what i mean and so i, was I go to t- i was gonna text something like hey guys i'm getting ready to go to bed um, do you know what time it'll be? And then if they were thinking really late, then I could like create a plan for that or whatever. Uh, but when I went to the text message, I noticed, Joey, I didn't. I sent the five minute out text to Steve. I didn't send it to oh. my boyfriend Steve. I didn't send it to them. So then I sent them the text, and they were at my house a few minutes later. But what's funny is when I sent it to Steve, he knew I was on my way home, so I he responded with a smiley face. Which I, in like the actual text conversation I was having with C- Steve simultaneously, the smiley face made sense. Do you get me? Like, I, yeah. And also, I was exhausted. So, um, but that was pretty much my weekend in a nutshell. We had a lot of folks uh, in town. I have a weird, and maybe this is a, a thing that happens more and more as you get older. Uh, you could tell me. But the. Um, in 20 years? <laughs> um i don't like i feel like i have a lot of friends now that just don't live here like they don't live around me and i feel like that's something newer in my life like i've always kind of just my friends i had a lot of local friends but now i would say some of my best friends are you know like my better friends i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not a person that says like my best friend but like some of the best friends that i have are not local people and maybe there's a connection there too. Like I can't stand the people that live locally. Like it, it has nothing, nothing to do with them. It's just that I can't, I don't make good friends with people who live around me. <laughs> yeah, you never really talk about like where would you can where would, where does Mario fall in all of this? Your roommate. Um, what do you mean? Where does he fall? Like, would you consider him a better friend? He's a friend. 
I mean, our Di- our Disney experience a couple years ago, oh, I think, yeah. made it pretty clear that we're like I'm not going to go out of my way to be a great friend to him. I put that so I could find the edit later. Um, oh, okay, back to original programming. Should I like know that there's something there or no? You don't need to know. It's for me. I'm editing. When I edit, I see the snap. And I go, oh, I can cut that shit out. Oh, now I got it. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> Mario, I guess. Well, you're about you. You have no good friends. <laughs> no, but the, I really do feel like the people that I like talk to and keep up with are not local people. Is that different for you? No, it's the opposite. I would say, I guess, no, it's 50 50 because, you know, Sweet Michael and Noah are not local, but they are really good friends of mine. Adam Vaught's not local, but Chris and Mercedes and that whole pizza party crew. And even though they're just friends, they're not super close friends, but Chris and Mercedes and John Paul is local and my cousin is local. So I have a mix. Yeah. I have a mixed bag. Yeah. It's interesting. But I had a lot of my non local friends in town too, which was nice. Even though it was like a lot of work stuff, it was nice to catch up with them. But I also live where I grew up. Right. So you don't. I don't know what my case would be if I lived in somewhere else in the San Francisco Bay Area and you lived in LA. And each week we called one another and we catched up. We catched up. I'm a writer. Did you know that? I did, yeah. What what um, stories do you got? Anything interesting? So get this. So my mom tells me over the weekend that my uncle, my aunt, uh, on the way to visit their daughter, want to stop by and visit me in this house that I'm staying in in Malibu. So the whole working out of like the schedule and when am I home and when can they stop by? And after all this negotiation, we settle on Sunday at 2 p.m. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, like, okay. And then also, a uh, friend of the show, Jay Ellis, was going to come over and record an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap with me here. On Sunday. On Sunday. So, it was like, Jay was coming at, like, noon. We were going to record the show. You know how long it takes us, right? And then yeah. my uncle and aunt were coming. And my uncle and aunt are, like, super Christian, like, they know I'm gay, and they wouldn't say anything, but it'd be weird when they're passing ships and this gay man is, like, leaving the, apart- <laughs> leaving the place, you know? Yeah. They would have been like, oh, right? Well, how gay is JLS? Like, it would be... He was wearing a dress, and... Um, is he, like, Barry Manilow gay? You know what's so funny? I saw the today that Barry Manilow came out, and yeah. this is one of my favorite stories ever, and this has actually happened... There's like, there's like, there's like a, a Russian nesting doll, this story. But like, but remember when that Behind the Candelabra movie came out? Yeah. Okay. And I remember, for some reason, I saw it with my parents. Or my parents had seen it and I had seen it. I don't know. We were discussing it, right? And my mom and dad were like, yeah, that's right. Everybody used to think Liberace was straight. Isn't that weird? How, how dumb? What kind of dummies would like look at Liberace and think he's straight? And I go, I know, it's like the same people who think that Barry Manilow's straight. And they went, Barry Manilow's not gay. And I go, yes, he is. Why do you say that? Because everybody, it's, it's, it's like a hit, it's like an, an open secret. And they're like, he's never said he's gay. Joey, you think everybody's gay. 
And I was like, this is what? So I should call my parents actually. Yeah. That's what and I was gloat. Say. I know I haven't called them yet. So but then what's funny is and so I go, Oh, there's a funny Betty story, you know? And then I would tell like my friend Beth, who I know listens to the show, Beth. Beth, who's yeah. a giant, she's a fanalo, right? Uh-huh. I tell Beth. She thought he was strange. And I told and someone else, this has happened to me two times, where I said, yeah, then my parents said, Barry Manilow's gay. And I went, and they and then, then they said, Barry, Beth said, Barry Manilow's not gay. And I went, what? How is he fooling? I mean, Mike, am I wrong that it's, it was very obvious that Barry Manilow was gay? I I felt that it was very obvious, yes. I don't know Barry Manilow, but... My friend's mom happened to be friends with Barry Manilow in Palm Springs. And so okay. she would just openly talk about how his partner, you know, sure. she hung out with him and his partner. So I guess I, I just assumed everybody knew. I know it's been an open secret in Barry's life. Good. Well, I'm glad that he's been able to come out and good for him. But what were we, you were saying oh, you yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. to have J.L.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But your personal Barry Actually, so here's the funny thing. It wasn't I didn't want to. I was both scared and excited. <laughs> well, excited and scared. Anyway. <laughs> and, um, and, but then, my, so then I go, okay, well, you know, I have, this has to be a thing. You know, Jay's coming and doing this nice thing for me. Then my uncle and aunt are coming over. So I went to the local supermarket to go buy cheese. Like I'll go. I go. Do I serve a meal? What do I? What do I serve? Right. I go. You know what? I'll just do like a cheese spread with some wine. You know. Sure. Did you end up spending like eighty dollars in cheese? It sounds like yeah for that many people. Yeah, that sounds right. Eighty dollars. <laughs> That's not the point of the story, though. Ha ha ha. So <laughs> I'm glad I held things back. So, yeah. The, so a little caveat here is I go there and there's a cheesemonger there, a woman, an African American woman. That's important to the story. This African-American woman, um, she's like, oh, well, let me help you. And she recommends some really good cheese. And she goes, this one's only $7. And this one's only like $5. They're like little wedges. But I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Just a, you know, <clears throat> I was like, oh, that, did this happen? It gets worse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's perfect. I'll just get this little wedge and it'll be an assortment of cheeses. Perfect for like three adults coming over. Right? Mm-hmm. So I gather all the things. I go to the cash register where another African woman is the cashier. Okay, and you, to real, finish real, to fi- qu- real yeah. quick, you might you said African woman, and I think you, you meant African American for the I don't know for I, the cashier for the cashier. Oh, and it, the 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 cashier is another African American woman. Okay, she rings me up. Now, by the way, yes, to get to your story, Mike, it was eighty. Uh, Mike, this is what I bought: two <laughs> bottles of shitty wine. Okay, okay, $11 each. That's $22. Okay. Two and little boxes of crackers, like four little pieces of cheese, some um, guava jelly paste, Membrio, and that was it. And it was $80. That's crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, so she's ringing me up and she goes, how was everything? And I go, oh my God, the, the cheesemonger lady is amazing. She's so good. And she goes, isn't she? She goes, you know what? Those cheese people can use all the help they can get. Which one helped you? <gasps> and I looked over, and there's an African, the African American woman, yeah, and then a white woman. Kay. And I was like, um, hmm, the one. Uh. <laughs> 
And she goes, just say the African American. So one. then she goes, well, well, was it Colette or Wanda? I don't know her name. I know. Well, they may have a badge. So then, luckily, I noticed that the African American woman was wearing a red shirt. And I go, okay. Oh, the one with the red shirt? And she goes, Oh, Colette. And I'm like, Oh, thank God I didn't go with Wanda. And <laughs> um, <laughs> so she goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So call this number and oh, not Colette, but go online and fill out the survey. It'll really help Colette, which I did actually. But it was so. Like, I was like, what do I say? I don't want to say the, you know, like, the African. Like, then I'll be like, I'm, I don't know. I just feel icky, like, trying to, like. Not the white one. Uh, the one that's not that. white. <laughs> 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 the really tanned one. The super tanned lady. Anyway, so there's, so I go home. I, I go back to the house. Um, my, uh, my aunt and uncle cancel. Oh no! Right, so now I have like eighty dollars in cheese. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did Did you give it to J. Ellis? No, J. Ellis. We had it right. Yeah. It's a good story there, but I can't tell it anyway. So we had some cheese a little bit, and then J. Ellis left. Okay. And um, it was a wonderful episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap, by the way. Oh, thank you. I like J. Ellis a lot. He he was. It was like a nice addition to the two of you. It was good. Thank you. Like, I like you guys a lot, too, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then this weekend, it's the host of One-on-One with Larry Flick, Larry Flick, from Sirius XM Radio. Available at RuPaul's... No. What's yeah. your sh- website? DragRaceRecap.com. You know, I just recorded my first episode of The Gold Bar. Mike, I really have a... The Gold Bar, by the way, for those of you who don't listen to Drag Race Recap, is the show where I talk to a, a listener every week. So you have three shows right now. I have, Mike, I have a million shows. Mike, let me... And you are the dominant voice on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, let me tell you this. My friend Sonia came over. She's doing a podcast. And then today I came over to help her teach her how to edit. Yeah. And she goes, can I just pay you to just edit, edit my shows? She's only yeah. doing 10 episodes. She's going to do like a season. And she's doing yeah. 10 episodes. And... um She's going to pay me to edit the episodes. But how much do you think I should charge? Um, We could talk. We could figure that okay. out. Okay. Anyway, uh, so what was I saying? Oh, so then immediately I have to go to a barbecue down the street. And I'm a little late for the barbecue because the drag race recap. And I, and I also want to like go, shoo, 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 get out, Jay, right? I'd rather, and, and, and honestly, I'd rather hang out with Jay than go to the barbecue. And... Sure. Um, but I go to the barbecue afterwards and I show up and everybody, so, but, so the barbecue's in full swing and I show up and when I walk inside the backyard, everyone goes, yay, Joe is here. Yay. And they're like, Joe. And people, people I don't know. Right. Okay. And I go, wow, why is everyone so excited to see me? You know? Uh-huh. And. Um, the host of the barbecue comes to me like, Joe, because the host is the neighbor of Chris and Mercedes. Okay. He goes, Joe, we're so glad you're here. Chris and Mercedes were just telling us how you're the best barbecuer ever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And then he leads me to like the empty grill with like the Ew. lit charcoal. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and so... I landed That's up so gross. like grilling hamburgers, right? And all this. And so now this is where it gets crazy. That real quick, like what if he comes over to your house and you're like, 
yeah, Larry, I hear you're good at doing taxes. And you lead him to a table filled with your paperwork. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? There was one other Mexican guy there, and he just came over and hang out with me. Because I was the other Mexican. And we just were just Weird. the Mexican standing there. Anyway, so I, I only did it for like 45 minutes. They already, they already had everything going. It was just burgers and dogs. But what's funny was... I'm not going to get into the. I don't want to get into the the intricacies of barbecue, okay, and or grilling, I should say. But there are people who are really picky about their hot dogs, children, and the flame was super, super hot. And I was trying to figure out. And so they go, they were like, "Well, he doesn't like his hot dogs too done." It was like, I think I'm like, "Yo, you know what?" I said, "Hold on." And I walked outside of the party to my car, went to my trunk, went to my trunk, Mike Lawson, my trunk of my car. Okay. Grab something, and I came back, and they go, "What is that?" And I whipped out a hot dog roller. You know the kind you see, like it's a metal, it's like a stainless what? steel, like little tray with a hot dog rollers on it, and you put the hot dog, you put that on the grill, yeah. and then it heats up, and it essentially functions like you know, like those things you see at like Seven Eleven when they have the hot dogs. Yeah, like that, but it's over the grill. Why did and you have everybody, that in your trunk? <laughs> everybody lost their minds, like. Are you a magician? I'm like, actually, he is. Like, <laughs> they're like, how did you just like, like, you just went to your, tr- you just have that in the trunk of your car? So you saved the hot dog day. I saved the hot dog day. Yes, I, I, I did happen to have that in the trunk of my car. I'm a fat man. <laughs> fat men have those kinds of supplies in their car. But you're good at barbecue too. So you yeah. were probably in charge of someone else's barbecue. True, <laughs> true. And also they probably like, Mm, he's Mexican. He's probably doing this all the time. Well, I'm glad yeah. that you saved the hot dogs. Can I tell you, since going vegetarian, the one food that I kind of crave mm-hmm. that I can't have is a hot dog. I'm going to tell like you a something. disgusting, like, Oscar Mayer thing. Nothing special. You, I love hot dogs. Ugh, me too. I hate. I love and hate them both. But I, th- I feel like I've had veggie dogs that are not exactly it, but... Yeah, I think what I crave is like the not like a 100% ground beef, kind of not healthy, but like on the healthier side of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I crave like a really greasy, disgusting, chewy hot dog that like, I don't know, it's gr- so gross. My stomach's turning now that I'm like analyzing it, mm-hmm. but that's what I crave. I also feel like those vegan hot dogs or whatever, they're meant to be like hidden with a bunch of shit on them. Like, yeah. you're not just putting and, some mustard on it and eating it. You're going to have to put, like, all kinds of shit to cover it up. A vegetarian corn dog is good. Yeah. Because it's covered with the, that. It's fried. It's dipped in ketchup and mustard, and it's good. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. For an actual hot dog, I want kind of greasy, and it's hard to get a good greasy hot dog that doesn't have animals in it. Yeah. So, hey, were, mm-hmm. were you done with that story? I was going to say, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey... Um, my, f- uh, I actually have a kind of food story. So, uh, on Sunday night, Steve comes over and he, we're going to go do dinner somewhere. And we decided to do a quick in and out burger. Quick. Okay. In and out burger. Quick. Quick. Yeah. And I don't eat, I don't eat meat. So I just do the, they, they call it grilled cheese, but it's basically a hamburger without the actual hamburger part mm-hmm. in it. Right. So did you get the go- crispy lettuce? No, I don't like lettuce, um, actually, on a burger. Okay. 
or or a sandwich actually. Okay. Um, all they do, I I take it off all the time. So usually, and that just takes all the sauce off with it. So I just get no. Oh, lettuce so if on you everything. don't want it, you just take it out. No, I order no lettuce. Oh, okay. Because if yeah, you yeah, take yeah. it out, it usually is also removing all of the sauce. Or a good oh, portion. that's a good point. Now let me ask you this though: If you had the lettuce, they'd put it there. Would you still eat it or no? What would you do? Oh, you take it out. It depend, depends on the makeup of the sandwich. If I remove it and it removes everything else that's tasty about the burger, then I would keep it in. But let's say you had lettuce. Would you vomit? No, I just don't like oh, it. Okay. Like but it it wouldn't, you wouldn't add... vomit. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, lettuce wouldn't make me vomit. Okay, no. go ahead. Um, so in and out By the way, I almost... I don't know if Steve is playing me or not, uh, but it, you know that I have this like shitty memory thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. and, and every time we talk about in and out he starts telling me how good their food and their ingredients are, but also how cheap and affordable they are. And mm-hmm. I believe that I have told him that I like that about it. In fact, I think that, that, that you talked about it on Catching Up, right? Oh, we talked about in and out and Catching Up before? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, and either that or Whataburger, they're very similar to me, but, um, the, we, I think he's playing me because he brings it up every time we talk about in and out anyway, but, the, we get but our does food. Steve have that kind of sense of humor? Yes, sort of. Yeah, he could. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, we come home and we, <laughs> cause we're slothy people we get in bed and eat our in and out while we're watching i don't know like vanderpump rules or oh, something. oh this one i called you and you were mean to me um no oh <laughs> that was a different time okay uh but so we're sitting there eating our in and out right and um when we're done uh, steve gets french fries with no salt what <laughs> yeah because of freshness, this is a thing. He's not the first oh, person oh, in my oh, life oh, that's oh, done oh, oh, this. Oh wait, and then he get. I know. I know people who. Yeah, I, people have told me this before. So I thought. I, I thought it was like a Steve thing when he orders broccoli on the side, where they ask for French fries with no salt, so they have to make a fresh batch. Yes. And then he do they put the salt after? Or what do they do? Well, Steve doesn't. Steve eats them with no salt. Oh okay. Uh, um, but he like he maybe would think my fries were too salty, but he would be able to eat them. It's not like he. I don't know. It, he just doesn't need it, so he doesn't get them. Plus the freshness thing, right, that people do. All of those things. So because of that, we have two bags because they don't want us to mix our fries up. It's like a more complicated setup, everything. So we're eating the food. Uh, we throw the food away. And then Steve leaves not too long after that. And that night, I can't find my television remote. And I think you're kind of you could probably figure out where it is just on kind of the setup. It's in the in and out bag, which is now oh. it's now in the dumpster outside. But that's Sunday and all night Sunday I'm looking for it. I can't find it. Which means I can't turn off my TV. Or I could, I would have to unplug it, but there's no buttons on my television to turn it on or off or do anything without the remote. And I couldn't find it. So the TV actually eventually goes to sleep and I go to sleep, and then the next day, Joey, all day Monday, I couldn't find it either. I searched everywhere, and then finally, I'm texting Steve about it, and he suggests that I maybe go look in the in and out bag, and there it fucking was, in our dumpster outside. I had to, like, go through the trash to get my remote control back. How did he know that? How would he figure that out? Well, we were just kind of, like, retracing our steps, because... 
for the like Sunday night, it was like general freak out. It was like maybe it fell behind the bed, so I moved out the bed. Maybe it fell in the drawers next to the bed, so I looked through those drawers, and that was pretty much it. But then on Monday, I started like really going. I'm like, I don't think that it's in the medicine cabinet, but I'm looking. I don't think that it's behind my socks in my sock drawer, but I'm look like I looked everywhere for the stupid remote on monday and so that was just kind of the last possible place it really could have been mm-hmm. so we found it also ew steve i mean joey <laughs> sorry joey wait, but why ew to either one of our names i don't know joey yeah also last night when i did you did call me remember and i was no i wasn't mean to you but i was yeah. like joe i gotta go I think I might have said something like My, that. It, look, I'm, I'm not blaming you. It's clearly me because, like I said, <laughs> we we're doing that gold bar episode. Yeah. And I did it with uh, Alex Lefebvre, who listens to our show, but also listens to Catching Up, I mean, to Drag Race Recap. Hi, Alex. And, yeah. So, Gold Bar is a show where we talk to the listener. We talked about that, right? So, he he's, yeah. the, he's the inaugural guest. He's the first guest. Okay. Yeah. And so, I was like, He's going to be so nervous to talk to Joe Batanz. <laughs> in the I, I know he's a big catching up fan or the big Drake Grace recap fan. I go, let we should just have like a normal conversation. So he just kind of gets, you know, warmed up. And then we can uh then record the 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 the, the RuPaul's Drag Race part. Yeah. So I'm chit-chatting with him and then I go, "Oh, at one point I say like Oh, this must be you know so weird to you because you're talking. I mean, you listen because he listens. Mike, he listens to Catching Up. He listens to Pod is my co-pilot. He listens to Drag Race Recap. He even listens to I don't know how Cocktails and Cream Puffs because he liked Donna Sugars, and so he listens to Cocktails and Cream Puffs. Oh, oh, get into it. Ah, right. Uh-huh. He he listens. He even listened to Dubious Intent when it was on. Like he listens to everything. He's in the world, right? So to yeah. me, he's in this universe. Now he's actually talking to one of them, right? And I go, oh, it must be so weird for you. He goes, no. And then he goes, can we just do this already? Uh, when are we going to record this? Can we just record this now? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. I can, give, I can give you like 20 minutes, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's doing you a favor. Yeah. He, well, he actually was doing you me know? a favor. I know, totally. Uh, so, so last night when you called, we had just... I was like, I told Steve, like, oh, I'm going to go. And he's like, let's watch one more show. And it was early enough. So I'm like, okay. But then I was thinking, like, let's pick a 30-minute show. But then it takes us 30 minutes to find a fucking show because we can't agree on anything we like to watch. So we're, like, in Netflix and Hulu hell Mm -hmm. where you're just like, this sounds good. And then the other person finds something and they're like, this sounds good. I was just talking about this, about this phenomenon, but with porn, have you ever had it where you're like, I just need it. Like you have to go somewhere and I just need to get off really fast. Whatever it is. It needs to be like one of those ones that just gets me off really fast. And then like, I need to get off in two minutes, but then you land up spending (laughs) 45 minutes trying to find the perfect porn to get you off. Fuck. I have to update my browser. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, really? Do you? No, oh. that's. I'm saying that that's the kind of shit that. Happens oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I know that phenomenon. It's, 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 I know. You know what's really 
good for this is Apple TV now has the TV app, not television shows, but an it's kind of an um an innate app in Apple TV now called tel- uh TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what it does is it pulls from all of the apps except for Netflix, which is kind of a big big one at this point but it pulls from all of the apps so for example there's a new episode of survivor on the cbs app and you watch that so it's there there's a new episode of archer and that's on hulu so that's there so you can just go to this one place and you could see all Uh, of the next episodes right so i'm browsing kind of next episodes instead of browsing through everything that's smart yeah it's and I mean, they also they also are smart because they throw in like new releases, which cost you know twenty five bucks on iTunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that while you're using it, you might also run into something you would buy. Yeah. But oh, I didn't even Joey. So we're we're sitting there, we're watching TV last night. But before that, we had gone to dinner, and we went to this place. And I'm going to name their name called Champa Garden in Oakland by the lake. It's not too far from Steve's house, and it's kind of like Thai food. Thai Chinese kind of, but I guess they Chinese? would call themselves they would call themselves Thai food, and Steve really likes it, and he goes in on a place when he really likes a place. We're there like every week, and I get tired of it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe last night was a blessing in a weird way. But we're sitting there eating. I would say about fifty percent through with our dinner. Okay. And out of the corner of my eye on the floor, I see something kind of moving. Could have been a leaf blowing in. It could have been a really large cockroach. Mm-hmm. But I looked down and it was a baby mouse <gasps> about the size of like maybe a little bit less than a half dollar. Okay. Smaller than a, That's a tiny, but bigger than a, tiny a quarter. Mouse. Really, really, really small. And he wasn't like running. He was kind of walking slow and like not walking in a straight line for no reason. So I, I think he was maybe on his last leg, and, and maybe this is also me justifying what happens in the end. But we're sitting there, and I kinda, I stand up because I'm not about to have him all of a sudden run up my pant leg or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so Steve kind of doesn't even want to look. Uh, but then the waitress notices that I'm standing, and so she comes. She sees him. She kind of freaks out, and very quickly, every person in this restaurant is looking at our table and every person who works in this restaurant is standing at her table oh, no. and nobody knows what to do. Like he's kind of standing by the, the leg of the ch- uh, table and like the, one of the waitresses, she's like, grab something and we can scoot him outside. And before anybody can do anything, one of the waiters grabs a napkin off of the table, the empty table next to us. Mm-hmm. And he picks him up and squishes <gasps> him just like, like a roach, just like squished and threw it in the trash. How many people are like, check please? So when he did it uncontrollably, I just yelled, no. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I just yelled, no. Because it, it was, he, it happened so fast and was so disgusting. And so we, Steve and I sit down and we just make eye contact. And Steve is like, I am done. <laughs> right? I'm in shock. And so we the lady our waitress comes the waitress comes over and she was pleasant enough and she was like i'm so sorry about that and steve's like can we just get the check then and i think part of i mean steve had really taken a good chunk out of his meal already 
mine though didn't even really look like I had eaten much because um, it's like a noodle dish, so there was a lot on the plate. But she was like, "Can I get you a box?" And we're like, "No, thank you." I thought she would comp maybe like my dish or something, but mm-hmm. nothing. No nothing. comp at all. Not even like five dollars off. Nothing. She the all she said was like, "I'm sorry about that." <laughs> that was it, and. And so the weird maybe blessing in disguise is I don't think I'll be able to talk Steve into going there for a couple more weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, but Champa Garden in Oakland. Look it up. It's gross. It is gross. So what else? Do you have any other stories? Yeah, I want to run something by you. So a friend came over last night, and uh, we were talking. Grinder friend? No. Scruff friend? No, no, no. Scruff friend? An old friend. I'll tell you more off the show. Okay. Um... But just a normal friend, right? <laughs> and uh, and we're talking, and it's a friend that I've known for a very long time from a group of friends that I've lost contact with. Okay. And um, that group of friends, I guess a couple of them, and one in particular has turned, because they're from Orange County, not only Republican, but like alt-right. Okay. And what this friend told me was that this, that the I'll name the friend that I'm going to be the point of the story. We'll call him... Oh, it's a him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call him uh, Boo Hacker. No. We'll call him uh, Ralph. Okay. Okay. So Ralph um, tells my friend that came over that, I guess I have a conversation, I don't know when they have this conversation, but about how the homosexual agenda is in- intent on like um, corrupting our society and uh, like they want to corrupt the youth. That's the whole point of the homosexual agenda and what homosexuals do and blah, 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 blah. And wonder why you guys fell out of touch. I don't. And his, <laughs> it sounds like you have so much in common. His case in point was me. I guess Ralph doesn't like me anymore. because We've had no falling out. We've had no words. And he said that uh, he was really disgusted that he felt I groomed Cameron. Ew. Just does he know Cameron? Doesn't really know Cameron. I think he met Cameron once, but he oh. felt like I groomed Cameron, uh, and that's what I do. I just groom these guys to hook up with him. And ew. And I my it's one of these things where I was like twenty five percent bothered that he thought that, but sure. also just like seventy five percent sad that a person that I actually like, I actually like Ralph very much, and. That Ralph would think that about me, and that Ralph would think, like, and also like, because to to, that's totally ignorant. Like, yeah, there were a s- long series of negotiations before Cameron and I decided to officially date, and a lot of sure. it was Cameron. I wouldn't say pursuing me, but was. Well, I don't think you need to defend yourself. No, no, I don't. Against that yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was also, but, but to me, it's like I do feel I have to defend myself because my relationship with Cameron was entirely emotional. You know, like. And so, yeah. it, like, it's not like I just, like, well, I'm fucking Cameron. I'm just going to ditch him now. Like, it, that's all my whole point is to fuck Cameron. Because you and right. I both know then that would be, like, a fruitless endeavor. Right. And uh, it was, like, it discounts how, like, how hurt I was in the process, how much he meant to me. And I was even telling my friend, I go, if you ever see Cameron, if you're welcome to tell him the story. And he would say exactly what I'm telling you. And yeah. I don't know. It just really, it really upset me. Well, also, the two, like, I, I think- haven't really thought of Cameron in a long time. And so, like... Also, like, ugh, oh, it's yeah. back in my brain. 
I think that we do, I mean, as a gay person, I know that there's people that are anti-gay out there, but I don't know very many people who know me and are anti-gay. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe they know me and they still have like conflicted feelings because of their religion or something like that, but it's not like they are incredibly hateful once they kind of know a gay person. And I think that a lot of the kind of hate out there is like gay is pointed at gay people, not at a specific gay person a lot of times. Well, that's the thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, so this story, maybe the reason why it's especially jarring is like, it's he is using you as an example for the hate, which usually is, you know, as an example, I would be, as an example, I would be kind of helping to get rid of the hate. That was more complicated than I wanted no, to No, I know what I you mean. And that's partly that makes me sad is for the years that I've known Ralph, he has always known that I'm gay. I've never, it's never been a secret around him and has, not that he enjoyed it, but that never bothered him before. He's always been very amused by it. Not am- amused is the wrong word too. Like he was always cool with it. You know, and loved hearing the stories that I had and, and was, and then I don't know what, I don't know what's happened, but now he, I mean, there's other political, I mean, he's like definitely pro Trump and like, it's just really sad. It's just, uh, it's just gross. And I just felt really sad about all of it. There was no part of it that I wasn't sad about. So, oh, well, like you lose a friend. So, yeah. Well, it's not like you were keeping up with him much. No, I wasn't. So it wasn't like yeah. I was like, oh, no, it's somebody I talk to every day. No. So uh, anything else going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, I have a news story. It's not a happy one, though. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to read it for some reason. Uh, a member – there are a couple of details that are interesting or weird. But a member of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus collapsed on stage during intermission and died, Joey. You know what? I've been to a couple of these gay men's chorus performances. Yeah. He's lucky. Joe, stop. <laughs> They're boring. <laughs> Joe, stop. A 39-year-old member of the San Francisco gay men's chorus collapsed in the middle of a performance Friday evening at the Herbst Theater, and despite efforts to revive him, he died. Ryan Nunes has been a member of the chorus for a number of years and worked on staff as the group's admin coordinator since 2014. And... They basically just posted on um, Facebook that there was a tragedy and he died. But what's weird to me is the they said that they did CPR on him for an hour mm-hmm. on the risers on stage while the audience waited during intermission. And then he was pronounced dead by paramedics. Isn't that a long time to be doing CPR and for 911 to show up in San Francisco? But I think there's a rule, though. I, I, I might be totally wrong about this, but I don't think, I think the paramedics have to keep doing CPR until he's officially pronounced dead uh, by a doctor or he goes to a hospital and pronounced, like, until, like, I think they have to keep doing it. But they did CPR on the risers on the stage while the audience waited for an hour. That's the weird part. Yeah, I can't believe they just didn't get him right out of there. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just a sad story, but um, it's an interesting. Was there Ryan- a picture of him in it? Yes. Okay. Ryan my, Nunes. Yeah, my theory that that a lot of gay men's chorus guys are bald. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Is he theory. bald? Uh, no. Oh, oh well, there you go. In fact, he's got a big beard as well. He's quite a hairy man. Oh, I would. I would guess. And how old was he? Um, 
39. So tragic. They don't say exactly how what he died of, um, but he was pronounced dead on the spot uh, where he sang the first half of the show. Jesus Christ. Um, so that's a sad one. But Ryan Nunez, uh, wherever you are, Rest in good peace. luck to you. Yeah. Do you have any news stories or anything else you no want to talk about? No news stories. Uh, what about next week? Do you have anything cool happening? I have nothing cool happening next week. <laughs> um, I'm going to see Hamilton on Saturday uh, for the first time. Uh-huh. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not a diehard crying before it even starts kind of guy. I wonder what they call that, though. Like, you know, there's always like the like the fans, like the, I don't know what they call the, like the fans of Hamilton. You know, because there's like, um, like the Hedwig fans. What are they called? Um... <laughs> what's funny is i know there's one for hedwig there's one for newsies too um did you know alex lefebvre uh i don't know if he's i don't know if he's not anymore but like was in the orchestra for newsies on broadway yeah he plays keyboards how did you know that because he emailed it to us or he tweeted at oh he did tweeted at us or something yeah yeah, yeah i didn't know that oh. um what were we saying? Oh, Hamilton. So that's happening. I'm I'm totally glad I'm going. The situation was right. I've told you, I think on here even, I'm not about to wait in line or um, kill myself over a ticket or pay an absorbent amount for a show like this. I don't care that much. But I believe since the ticket was free, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it quite a bit. So we'll have fun. Me and Mario are going. My friend Mario. Oh, you're, you're good pal Mario. Yeah. And that's it. All right. That's my week. And I look forward to catching up with you again next week, Joey. It was nice catching up with you. Go to hell. Goodbye. What? Go to hell, Mike. I do that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, uh, um, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.